Hello, welcome to uh, number 18. Is it? I don't know. I, well, since the darts finish, we say this every single week. <laughs> but since we're the darts finish, we have no idea where we are. Do you think there'll come a time when we just won't say the number? We'll just go hello. I think we should lose the number already. When we hit 20, I think we should yeah, lose the number. Yeah, we need the big, number. big okay. birthday. Milestone yeah. numbers. Why not, why not lose the number now? Because we're unsure whether it's 18 or not. So, hello. Welcome to... Uh, Meanwhile in the Falklands. The <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> On our quest to become viral, um, we had a what? Well, we had a great idea. I had a great idea this week. Is it to bring our the quest? ukulele in? Is no, that, no, is the that... ukulele is here but, <laughs> to become viral. Um, no, our plan to come viral. We did last week read out the first chapter in my book, and I don't think it worked. Mm. So we won't be doing that again. So we're going to try a new tact, which is to get Thomas on the hot dudes reading Twitter feed. Ooh. You're a hot dude. You're a hot dude. You can read. Can you read? <laughs> <laughs> so there's a definite read. I think there's there. a definite reading theme about. Well, we did get into Trimmer's beard. It looks gorgeous, by the way. Thank you. Um, I know. <laughs> what do you? I'm, mean? I'm annoyed. I like the scruffy. Yeah. Look. I, <laughs> like, like Tom Hardy and Peaky Blinders. I was going for the the, scru- the scruffy <gasps> underground look. <laughs> I've got that cap. You could you could have borrowed that. You got cap. black cap. We could have oh. done the whole oh, thing. My. Well, yeah. look. How about I get a three piece suit. Like yeah, quite, quite good. That will please. Get, get, that will please get. one of our and you need the listeners. Yeah, and I get, and I get the little chain. There Can we go. Good. We'll and sit you outside the cathedral, by the world, cathedral with the world bone arch. Head down, sun beautifully showing us some shadows. Cane, you need a cane as well. Alex has one with a book in one hand. What are you going to read? What are you reading at the moment? Uh, at the moment, I am reading a fantasy series lent to me by the Crown Prosecutor. Oh, really? What's it called? It's by Raymond Feist. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, Give me the hand. It's the, Give me the hand! No? The, yes, but it's the next series. So okay. it's not the Magician series, it's the Mistress of the Empire series. So it's Ooh, not based, on the, it's based on the other world. No, it's about women <laughs> empowerment. It's how men control her world. And she's like, nah, mate, I'm going to step up and I'm going to control it. Yes. So, Henry, uh, which, which book are you, are you in? Book um, one, about 100 pages away from the end of the trilogy. Ooh. It's getting all very heated at the moment. A lot of people have died. Right. <laughs> it's got, it got very Larry, and her kids might die. Oh, God, that's not nice. Yeah, I know. Well, there I don't are, know there are assassins that. going after her, so she's got to protect her kids. Yeah. Is that a spoiler alert, really? Should we? Put you that? just ruin the book. Yeah. Okay. I can ruin the book even more no, if you want. No, is it? <laughs> <laughs> what, are you, what are you reading at the moment? An Form. Who to what? Uh, you know, Katie listened to it as an audiobook, and my mum gave it to me for my birthday, which was in June, and I haven't picked it up. So I was like, right, I've got to pick it up now because it's August. And what's it called? Eleanor Oliphant. But I've only just started it. Oliphant, like, is no, that you've... a funny way how to elephant. say elephant? Yeah, a little bit. Eleanor the Oliphant. To be honest, I finished Science of the Lambs that you lent me, and I mm. thought that was really, how really good. How good is the book? Good. <laughs> really good. So and I know that's read. the third one. Mm-hmm. That's not even the first There's two well, more before it's, that. Yeah, mm. it's the prequel. So I'm, I'm yeah, yeah, so I'm going to see if I can track down at the book sale on Saturday. Oh, topical. Plug, plug. Yeah, right. uh, see if I can track down. But you made a, you curled up your nose when you said about the one you're reading at the moment. Yeah, no, it's a bit. Are you the sort of person that can I, leave that? Yeah, and I go on to a different book. Yeah. Oh no, I have to finish. No, I need that. I, I can hate a book, but I have to read it to the last page. It depends on what it is, though. If it's something that's a bit tatty, or you think, mm. oh, there's nothing, there's no, you're not invested in the characters or anything. It's quite. I find it quite easy to be like, no, yeah. You know, but then I prefer to read non-fiction, so like biographies and mm. autobiographies, and I also quite like reference books, which sounds terribly boring. 
There she is in the corner reading her. No, like this or yeah, no, no, no. But like stuff like about journalism. I like reading like things. I had this book on Algiers, like Al Jazeera, that was really interesting. You know, things about politics or things that are going on in the world. We'll try and remember what these books are, listener, and put them on our F. Uh, Facebook page so you can see we what can have are. a book list can we have book a, of the month I was going to say <coughs> m- monthly book list artists yeah. do that all the time well results. we're moving over to Katie now who said the most extraordinary phrase this morning about the book you were reading that it made you feel funny what's all that <laughs> I'm actually reading a book that Tom lent me as well so you're uh, just for a library at the moment I am I literally FITV's library yeah. do you want I, I can hook you up I'll tell you what I'm reading in a minute <laughs> um, and it's called Never Let Me Go but it's um, it's quite I'm, I've just hit the page. Is it YA? Because I can't cope with that. No, no. But okay. I've just hit the page that says part two. So I'm officially sort of meant to be into it. I have no idea what's going on, but I feel extremely invested in this story. I feel like I'm part of the story, but also I feel nervous, like how the characters are currently feeling nervous, where I am in the story, I'm feeling that nervous and sort of anxious way that they're feeling at the minute, which is unsettling, but also really, really makes me invested yeah, in the story. So That's a film, isn't it? Yes. Never Let Me Go, is it? It's about... It's got what, Kieran Knightley yeah, and Andrew Garfield. Don't really say what it's about. No, I'm not, but it's really... It's a, okay, but it's the, it's the whole point of the story is to make you feel like, as exactly as Katie said, like you're in the character. Mm. Like you, you aren't quite sure what's going on. And I have to say, from until about ten pages from the end, you, you're not even <gasps> oh, sure. I'm you're, not, you're not even sure what's going on. <laughs> okay. And then, yeah, I'm not sure the I big, like that kind of book. Oh, it literally. Oh, that's so well. no, the book it was, that you're it's, invested it's in. It's the kind of book that you can't put down because mm. literally the whole way through, you're like. Which is why Katie's got up with her at work. I'm I'm, I'm doing this thing where I'm carrying it from room to room with me. Even if I know I don't have time to read, I'm like taking it into the bathroom and then taking it to the kitchen. It's like just in case there's a second where I can get another page in. (laughs) What are you reading at the moment? Well, I was a Stephen King virgin. Oh wow! You've never read Stephen Stephen King, and I was talking to Ginny Carlin, who works at BFBS, and she had just. Listen to the audiobook of The Outsider. Was that his new one? Oh, I remember. I said it was brilliant. So I've downloaded the Kindle book. And Outsider? Yeah. Oh, so you've gone straight for a new one. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Going going I'm, not sure that's, I'm not sure that's what I should do. do you I'll think start I should go back, classic. To, oh, think I I should mean, go back like, to Carrie or something. Oh, the first one, Carrie, the first oh. one you've got to read is... Um, oh, Hotel. Red Rum. Red what's rum. the finger? The what's film. the finger thing? Red rum. Oh my what's god! It's not going to terrify me, is it? Here's Johnny. Come oh on. no! It's not called Hotel. It's that Shining. The Shining. The sh- the, um, Hotel, they're in, Hotel they're in, or something. No, because they're in a hotel. Here's Johnny. Uh, no. The Shining. The Shining. Shining is. Sorry, this is totally nothing to do with the Falklands. So people who are listening to this thinking it's about the Falklands. The Shining, because we watched Ready Player One the other day. Oh, and that's got a whole load of shining them. references, which I have not got. Did you not? Oh. No, I have no idea. The two girls and the queue, and I would have gone after them and went, don't go in that, <laughs> that elevator. No, the, uh, the, shining, the Shining's good as a film. Um, it's great as a book. And I have to admit, I only read The Shining after watching the Friends episode, where Joey's <laughs> reading it and he has to put it in the freezer, because he's like, it's, <laughs> it's scaring me, so I have to hide it away in the freezer. Yeah, so well, I think it can't be that scary. And I've watched the film. And like the book is just terrifying, it really is. <laughs> and then you can go on to Carrie, and you can go on to it, mm. and like there are so many fantastic. What's okay. um, Ready Player One like? Because Steve's reading that at the moment. Isn't so he's he? read it. Oh, he has read it. Was, yeah. Did he enjoy it? I, d- I don't know. 
it's mm, it's, it's, just, it's just pop culture yeah. it's just it's an ode to pop culture if you're looking for an in-depth story and I think that's why it didn't get great reviews mm. in the cinema was because everyone was just like well this plot line was not that strong and blah 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 it was a, bit of a predictable talk? a yeah. predictable story that's exactly how people that's would how reviews people talk, talk. Yeah. um but if you, you've got to watch it, and it's just an appreciation for pop culture. I'm going to watch and it. And if you I'm like pop culture, honestly, you'll love yeah. it. I watched it the other day um, when I got back from Chile, and well, it was amazing. The reason for, for taking so long on books is, um, in the public meeting on Monday, um, I brought oh, up yes. the fact that the library was possibly going to move, because I'd heard that they were going to put it... <coughs> currently, the library is situated on the second floor of the um, community school, and they're going to move it to where the training centre is, which I suppose it's still on an educational establishment thing. But, I mean, how do you guys feel about that? If you were, because it's not long ago since you were at school. I mean, when I was at school, there was no Google or internet, so you had to look up Encyclopedia Britannica. Mm. I think, actually, it will probably deter the kids from going to the library because it's not on site. So I don't think they'll go of their own free time mm. to the library. Unless they organise like a weekly trip where all the kids go up to the library and pick a book or whatever, I think people will think, well, it's a bit far for me to walk, even though it's five minutes. And that's around how people corner. talk around here as well. Yep, with that. Kind yep, of that moment. Yeah, that moment. But I think I think that's what it will be. Kids will be, oh, it's too far away, and it's not because it's not direct for them. They just think, well. But when you were at school, because obviously you were at school, you know, most recently. Um, <laughs> Did, were, if you were in other lessons, were you sent to the library to do research and stuff? Yeah, especially in our final years, we were we had periods where we were it was library periods where you could go in there and if you senior school. Yeah, yeah, and if you were behind on your studying or whatever, then you would sit in there quietly and study. But if you were pretty up to date, then you would have the chance to go out and just read a book and you would look. And we had jigsaws in there too. So we would be able to just use it as, and we I think we learned to appreciate it more as a space and as a quiet, sort of relaxing space where you could sort of enjoy a book rather than just going in, getting a book and leaving again. And we had quite, our school was really small, but we had quite a big library and it was really well looked after. The, the, the library here in the Falklands is used, is it situated in the school, but it's also a public library as well. Mm. And I know when I first came down here and I wasn't working, it was my place to go. Partly because Colleen is just a legend and she's fantastic. Yeah. But also there were magazines there and yeah. videos and DVDs. But from what I can remember, I don't think they've actually got a big study space, quite me if I'm wrong. They've but got a couple of tables. They've got a couple of tables yeah. scattered about, but maybe Not the class side of it going to the training centre might be that they might be able to combine some of the study rooms as well with the... Mm with the library so the kids can actually go and yeah. sit and study. And I mean, and I mean hearing it from Stacey at the public meeting, it's, they, they did very much emphasise this wasn't a forced issue on the school, it was the school that approached them with the idea mm. about it and they have looked into it. It's controversial and I, I, agree, with, I agree with what Paul has said, um, but at the same time, exactly what you're saying, Hannah, like if, it, if it provides more space in the mm. school for them to be able to study, but it's it not just it? that you've got to think about members of the public as well. Like, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use the do word it, do older it. generation. No, no, I thought you were gonna say mobile library. No, well, mobile that? library would be great, I think. Yeah. But for the for older generation, going to the leisure centre is quite straightforward to get there. Whereas yeah. walking up a hill, if if they are walking, walking up a big hill, it's quite up exposed. To the training, the training centre, 
I don't think it's going to happen unless they organise all... trips. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, like, or a mo- there's no proper road up there. No, there's no pavement. Not on the other park. side, if you think about it through, to get to the library at the minute, they have to go up a couple of flights of stairs. Whereas this training centre one, I don't think that will be up any stairs. So yes, mm-hmm. only to go up a hill, but older people find it easier going up a slope than they do going upstairs. But what if so. if they if they moved it up to the training centre, which sounds great because it sounds like they've got it. They're gonna like it's not like here's a room sticky books in it. It's it's more like we're gonna build this room to put books in. Mm-hmm. What if they did have a mobile library? Oh my God, mobile and it parked great. up at the jetty centre mm-hmm. car park yeah. every Thursday morning or something. Or even did a round, did rounds. Yeah. You know, went to I don't know the kids kids youth the, the shack the youth place went to the school went to the vulnerable persons unit. Do you know what screen. I mean? Went to go, do you know? Yeah, they even went out to camp and, and just did like a, a little loop where people could go and, and return have, their books. Yeah, and it wouldn't have books. to be often, they'd only have to do it like once a month or something. Yeah. Like, it'd be one day that's a month, next like an eight hour drive as you go around delivering books. Yeah. Stacey Bragger, that's who I'm going to get right. Do you know what that's going to be our next crusade? I think no, let's library. just leave the knitting needles because mm. I don't think. I don't think the military were up for that. <coughs> so um, let's 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 do library instead. Um, anyway, um, also on our quest to go viral is um, our alphabeticalized um, careers. Give me the word. I don't know. I'm just sort of laughing. <laughs> Alphabet- You're attempting alphabeticalized. Yeah, that one. Alphabetized. Um, that that'll do. I think that was that was nearest enough. Yeah. So C. Uh, well, wait and see. So we are here with Lee Summers, who is the FIC cafe manager, and he's going to tell us all about how he got to where he is now. So I didn't actually start off uh, working as a cafe manager. Um, Originally, after school, I went to university and studied physics. Um, After that, I found myself doing a few jobs around the place, um, and then found myself working with food. And eventually... Moved to the Falkland Islands, started off in the West Store behind the deli counter, and then found myself in Crozier Place Cafe when that first opened, and then ended up overseeing all of the FIC cafes and deli. And how many years have you been in the Falkland Islands? Oh, that's three years now. Three long, long <laughs> years. So you've been doing your job for a very long time. Oh, cheers. <laughs> if somebody wanted to do your job in the Falkland Islands, if there's a person <clears throat> sitting out there listening to me well in the Falklands, how could they go about doing that? Um, the most important thing is definitely going to be customer service. So customer service anywhere at all. And then having that passion to want to work with food. It can be some long hours. It can be unsocial hours, weekends. So you've really got to have that passion that means that you want to work those times with food, with customers, and do all that interaction that goes along with it. So what does your average day actually entail as a cafe manager? Are you cooking stuff, or are you behind the scenes? Are you doing a bit of everything, managing people? You know what? No day is ever going to be exactly the same. So I could spend tomorrow morning making breakfast rolls to go for sale in the West Store and find myself going online and looking for a new supplier to bring new products into the island. Then after lunch I could be doing rotors for the following week and hiring new staff and then I could get samples of new products that they want to sell in a cafe or down in the West Store and 
have to price those up ready for sale. So do you get to eat lots of good food on a regular basis? On a regular basis, I do get to eat a lot <laughs> of testers. I can't obviously Ooh. eat a... <laughs> Sounds eat like a, a dream lot. job. Like an absolute dream job. You know what? We have some very talented people that can produce some really, really exciting flavours. Um, obviously, we have some trouble in the Falklands with fresh produce. And so some of the things that they come up with that try and get around what we are missing with things that we do have very ingenious so for someone to be able to get the sort of um qualifications <laughs> and experience that you've got to be able to get your job do you think that they can get that here in the Falkland Islands or do you think they would maybe need to go back to the UK or elsewhere in order to get these things I think a lot of it is down to hard work and passion so if you wanted to be a professional chef mm-hmm then yes, you would want to go and do a full professional chef qualification in the UK. Um, If you actually wanted to do something a bit more managerial, that doesn't necessarily have the depth of experience as a chef would have in food production, but more overseeing businesses and managing businesses as a whole, then I'm sure you can get the majority of the experience, but of course there's business management degrees and things like that available. Your job sounds quite good because it sounds as though it's a mix of like hands-on stuff as well mm-hmm. as managing stuff, so you're not just behind the scenes, you can actually do stuff and make yeah. stuff and touch, touch yeah. food. That's it, you, you can be involved absolutely anywhere, so there can be a lot of mathematics involved one day, having to like price things up, see how much they're all going to cost, uh, then the next day you know you can be there like arms deep in some dough pummeling it making pizzas and just having a really fun time you know it's all about variety for me and having a good time having a laugh with all of your team and making sure that they're all engaged and having a fun time as well but it's good I guess that's what keeps you interested and passionate about the job definitely for sure and the most important and final question that we're going to ask is how much cake do you eat a day far Far too much. (laughs) And yet at the same time, definitely not enough. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much. Thanks, Lee. No, thank you. So uh, how did you guys find chatting with with Lee? Oh, it was really good fun. And he answered our questions so well. He had so much to say as well. It was good. And surprisingly, his job doesn't just entail him managing people. It's actually, he's hands-on out the front as well. Every day sounds different. He's not just behind the scenes doing the admin and mm-hmm. staffing the different cafes and stuff. So it sounds like he loves his job too. So, it's good. Yeah, that's good. Opa! <laughs> um, do you need to get that? Yes. Do you want to? We'll carry on without you. Bye, podcast! <laughs> Bye! Um, so, you're, is this the first week you're back after the hockey, or did we speak to you last week? No, I got, oh. back, I got back on Saturday, so this is oh, my first, so my first sit-down and chat since then. Tell us about the hockey. Uh, it was fantastic. I had a, had a great two weeks. It was my first time in Chile, um, and yeah, quite, it's really quite a nice country. Uh, you sort of think, oh, Chile, South America, going to be warm. Yeah, no, it's further south than the Falklands. It of was, course it is. I was Chile. It was <laughs> <laughs> bad puns make us go viral. <laughs> um, no, it, it was it was really really good. Uh, as I said, weather was similar to here, probably a bit colder, but there was a lot less wind. No snow so, though. 
Oh no, it snowed. <laughs> no. It snowed whilst we were there. Yeah, yeah, it froze over. Yeah. Um, so they weren't doing a hockey outside. No, they were. It was inside in a in a mall essentially. Now, how many how many teams did you have that, that were in the whole competition? So there were four teams from the Falkland Islands over four different categories. So you had the youth, the junior, the ladies, and the adults. In the adults, there were six teams in total that entered. From all um, over South America? So two from Punta Arenas, the city where the competition was being held. Yeah. One was from Serena Fuego up towards um, uh, Santiago, uh, one from the Falklands, and one from Ushuaia in Argentina. Okay. And then for the ladies team, they had the ladies competition, there were three teams, uh, one from Punta Arenas and one the Serena Fuego team, the ladies team. And the juniors had four teams in total, I do believe. Um, same as the men's, apart from the team from Ushuaia. Only only an adult team came over from Ushuaia. <coughs> so and plenty of competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really, really good. Really good. Uh, the, the Falklands did extremely well. Um, so I was looking at it, These all these other guys have more ice time than the Falklands do. But, I mean, it's just a testimony to Edward Nelson, Grant Bud's uh, determination and the training they put through the players. It was really good to watch because, I mean, some of these players from South America, fantastic hockey players, great skaters, but you can tell they just play it for a laugh. Whereas you'd watch some of the, the Falklands players and they'd be making a move and they'd be passing the puck into an area without looking because it's sort of it's been drilled in them over and over again. When you get there, you put the puck there and you know if he's over there, he's going to put the puck there, so you need to move into this position. And it was just, yeah, it was really, really good to watch. That's really good. And it sounds as though it's a good way to maintain relationships with South America as well. I was yeah, going to say, because how, the how did... politics aren't really involved. Well, that's it. We've had involved. that before, haven't we, with, with the archery, when the archery joined the World Archery Association mm. and stuff like that. And I know we've talked about it quite a few times, but, I mean, how... How was that relationship? I mean, sport and politics always has to be separate, but that's not to say that sport doesn't have its own internal mm. politics. So it's sort of a, it's <coughs> a, it's a dual-ended sword there. You can sort of go, no politics in sport, but within sport there's its own politics. So you sort of maybe have to find a better, mm. better word than politics to describe the difference. Mm. Um, but it's nice they can all come together yeah. to play one thing that everyone they all enjoy. Do you know, it's something they're all yeah. passionate about and go and play. Yeah, and I mean... Going to the sport politics side of it, it's, it's great to keep those um, ties with South America. It's the closest, closest place that the Falkland Islands team can fly to to play on ice. Um, however, it, at the very start, you could, you could tell that even though this competition was being held in Punta Arenas, it was organised by the Falkland Islands Hockey Club. Mm. And Grant has spent months getting this together because it wasn't the, the ice rink in the mall that was played on was not built for ice hockey. It right. was built for skating, mm-hmm. leisure skating, okay. and they, and they don't. It seemed like they didn't really want hockey there, so it had to be pushed. It wasn't wasn't done in in the right way. Um, so a lot of a lot of work had to go into it. But I think they have seen at the end of this, like how beneficial it can be for the community, yeah. how beneficial financially it can be for the mall itself. I mean, for goodness' sake, you had mm. you had the whole of the Falklands team, so you had a good nearly hundred people with family and stuff there yeah. every day for two weeks. You had all the other teams who came down with founders. You had the mm. number of people coming through the mall that would stop off to watch the hockey yeah. during the day. Yeah. And, and also the shop, and the, yeah. And the room, business yeah. it brought to the mall <coughs> itself. Um, so it sounds as though we need an ice rink in Stanley. Oh, definitely. Next, <laughs> next thing for Stacey. Well, there's, there's, a, there's a chat going on, on about Stacey. a new sport. There's a new, um, there's a chat going on, and its funding has been allocated for a new sport facility down here. 
and it's just about agreeing what's going to be in there. But I think considering the Falkland Islands Hockey Club are now the most successful team, sporting team to have ever represented ever. the islands, mm. ever, ever, got more silverware than any other team, I think it'd be foolish to not look into expanding this because the next step has to be tying in with bigger tournaments in South America. Or, or bringing go, them down to us as well. If you yeah. get the ice rink, yeah. you can start hosting one. You, see, you can see the financial benefits that Punta saw yeah. with that many people down. You get that here, every accommodation block in Stanley would be, be full. full. Yeah, like, yeah, the yeah. business it would bring in. And so, you can do that in the winter time as well, so when the tourist puts, season, there's no... Exactly. It's exactly well, made a bit of It puts you on the map. Yeah. Yeah. Grant was saying that it's... Because I would have thought, because I'm, I'm not into that kind of thing, that you have to build an ice rink, but you don't. It's sort of like a almost like a, a, a floor yeah. with like sides and then you flood it only like yeah. two or three inches no, so, freeze so it so the, the chat would be you'd have that as an inline rink for the summer and then you can freeze over the top of it to make an ice rink during the winter that's and then clever you can it again and you can have other multi-use, things multi-use I like multi-use that and it doesn't have to be used for hockey I presume you can, yeah, you can skate on exactly, it as well yeah but I would exactly, have, it would open up it would open up leisure skating for just people if you want to go on yeah. city but it would also open up the possibility for Falkland Islanders to start training in any other ice related sport they fancy yeah. if you want to start figure thinking, skating oh, skating figure skating, figure skating. Yeah. Anything of the sorts. The the option. The, it opens up so many other options. And you could have like a Christmas ice rink skate on Christmas Eve. Yeah. <laughs> right. We're sold on this. And my TV's empire can expand. We can have our only strictly come dancing on ice <gasps> over here. Oh <laughs> my gosh. But speaking, speaking of Grand Bud, we have to give him a shout out because he received the Queen's certificate. The Queen's certificate. Yeah. 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 For, In the news uh, this week. What was meritorious that? conduct? Meritorious conduct outside of his you know expected duties <laughs> or what the contribution he's brought to the islands. Yeah. He's done such a fantastic job, and he is re- he is really a very humble guy. He's brilliant. That's what I love about him he's, the most. He's great, and I did. Um, I, I for the going back to the meritorious word. Um, I when I was editing the program this week, I was trying to pick up us saying the word every year for the past seven years because <laughs> we, we do got it. yeah we do always say for meritorious conduct um, but there was some I couldn't find and one time we said har- harmonious or something harmonious <laughs> um, is that because much like Katie they had a little struggle to begin know. with the pronouncement oh yes so, yeah we must say now Katie's gone out of the room um, <laughs> Dissa, Ka- now she's gone. <laughs> Katie said we will now go over and speak to MLA Roger Spink Emily Spink it did sound like Emily Emily that's, Roger that's Spink that's the Scottish lingo going there for you so Emily Roger Spink I didn't know Roger was his middle name I'll yeah. have to ask him next time speaking of words we also what were, I was struggling to the, this week trying to find a word for protégé 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 a prodigy um, when I was doing my badminton Pad piece one, young and I think one. I was trying to describe what did you say Mr Miyagi's Saray uh, it was Mr Miyagi's I don't know. Most wonderful student. Oh yeah, well, was it Mr. Moyagi's most promising student or something <laughs> like that? Yeah, but I mean, how was the uh, how was the badminton open? Oh, school? really, really good, really good. The, the level of play was amazing. Honestly, I had such a tough time trying to edit it because there was the rallies were so long and so intense, and I was kind of hooked into watching it. Mm. I didn't want to cut stuff out, but it was it was great and. Saray, I must say, wow, for her age, when she's a... Well, she, oh, she, she's, she is a prodigy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's going to be... She was born with a badminton racket. Yeah. Well, she'd be competing at her first Island Games in Gibraltar next year, oh. essentially, um, having won um, Best Female Player in the tournament, and was it two gold medals she got and a silver? And a silver, yeah. Um, I think I was chatting to Doug, um, the coach slash head player of the team, 
and uh, spoke to him last night and he's like she's pretty much definitely as long as she keeps her fitness up she'll be competing next year so she'll be 12 years old competing for the island 13 fantastic. Oh, she'll be 13 by then but she doesn't just she doesn't look tired when she plays she never looks like she never breaks a sweat nothing and I think gee but then it's I guess when you're younger you've got that en- yeah. endless or, amount of energy or maybe people aren't moving her around the court enough yeah <laughs> so on the programme this week we've got the uh, badminton um, open. open yeah uh, we've got uh, little clips of uh, Grant Budd in action on the on the inline skating yeah league. showing off the hockey showing club um, we've also there were a lot of press releases this week like I mean, an awful yeah. lot I feel like I lived in Gilbert House this week mm-hmm. yeah I went down there four times in total I was just saying yeah. <laughs> um, Katie who has got over her Apple issues uh, it was the what was it the two factor authentication, Authent- yeah, authentication. Uh, which she'd had problems with because they didn't recognise the Falklands telephone number we are still waiting for Apple to get back to us on that um, it's interesting because you think maybe our big corporation it missed out but we use the Adobe suite down here and they can pick us up but I think maybe they've forgotten about the that we exist do you know what I mean it seems like Baron was saying that there's there's loads of obscure countries on there small countries on there that they've got their so why they couldn't have but anyway we've got part two of the bird fair with that lovely um, time lapse at the beginning that was quite cool All all on Mojo yeah, oh. mm-hmm. Time lapse on the iPhone 10. Yeah. Um, and Danimation, because Dan is obviously still with us. He he'll leave us, I think, in a week or so. He's going off to university, um, but he's been sitting with Tom. The nest. Tom, who's who's come on leaps and bounds, I think. Gosh, yeah. uh, his little uh, his little fisherman. I know. Oh, that was amazing, and the water as well. The texture of the water, and he had it lapping up. So down. the very towards the very end of the program this week, uh, we say the trout fishing season, which opens tomorrow. Um, so Tom had done us little Tom we can't call him little Tom because he's like 6 foot 5 we need to organise so no shorter than me is it? Fishing trip. 6 foot 1 6 foot I'm one. 6 foot 1 and 3 quarters ok I so think we need a trout fishing trip FITV trout. trout fishing trip um, so he built this fisherman uh, jumping off his seat all from scratch <laughs> um, yeah he's quite, he has come leaps and bounds he's come leaps and bounds I'm glad Dan was here to help him Dan at the end of the programme this week sort of tells you a bit about how he got into Animation, how he came to the to uh, FITV and talks a little bit about his Asperger's as well. So, well, the big question then remains: is after Dan's gone, do we keep Tom on his lonesome in the other room, or do we have to move him back? I think into Tom's going to come back in here. I think yeah. he can't have him on his own. Yeah. It's cold in there yeah, as well. It's cold in Siberia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've always wanted to visit Siberia. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't play oh. my oh, you play the games. There we go. There you go. Well, you can always play it now, and then we can <laughs> go back, and you can just insert and it. Just insert it everywhere. <laughs> no, I'll tell you something. You want to be happy, you buy a ukulele. Yeah. You want to lose weight, you buy a ukulele. Because you're not. You just sit there, sort of picking at it all night. It's great. Honestly, seriously. It always sounds good as well. Whatever you play on a ukulele, it just sounds. It's like a banjo. I'm thing. sure I can make it sound horrible. Listen, <laughs> so next week, there's Tom's going to the ukulele. My complete lack of musical talent, I'm sure I can make it I'm, sound I'm, horrible. I'm not actually doing chord based stuff, I'm doing finger picking, but I'm not willing to do that yet. So, um, <laughs> Alright, busy all well, weekend. That, yeah, that comes to the end of it. Oh my goodness. Yes, we were it. going to Darwin this weekend, but because it chucked it with snow yesterday, yeah. um, it just doesn't look <laughs> nice. Doesn't look nice. It feels like being in the north in Game of Thrones where they say, oh, winter, uh, summer snows. That's how I was feeling at the moment. That's what it is. And, well, I was a little bit concerned because they only grit the road when a plane's coming in. Mm. So they grit it Saturday. 
but when we come back on Sunday it wouldn't have been gritted so if there were another we yeah. just have to stay there another week yeah. what a shame um, oh, I miss, miss, oh, I miss getting tickets to the Conservation Ball. No, oh, thank yeah. you. No, there's so much going on this weekend. So the trout season opens. Painting's been cancelled, actually. Dun, dun, dun. Richard said there's loads of other things on this weekend. The emergency services are having an open day. Um, so you can go and sit in a fire engine if you want I'm, then. I'm so going to do that. Yeah, See if I can dress up. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a food festival in the town hall. I'm looking forward to that. Mm. I think that's going to be amazing. There are so many different cultures down here with so many different mm, types of food. Absolutely. I'm going to spend too much money as well. That is oh, the no, place oh, no. to go this weekend. Do you think they'll three. be doing any live cooking demos? There, oh, I hope so. I hope so. That'd be fab. Because they're your. Surprised they were, yeah. Are you picking up that lady this afternoon? Aren't you? Yes, this Making evening. I'm going to watch uh, Marinella make some pasta. Who she's organised a food festival. So I'm hoping I can get to have a go and make it free. I'd so like we, I, to have yeah, a go at that. I purchased some of her pasta a few weeks ago at the, mm. the flea market organised by Rex Eagle. And I, it was linguine infused with um, spinach. Oh, and I bought one wow. of her homemade pestos, like a bell red pepper one. And oh my God, it was it's fantastic. Good we could make that in our blender. Sorry, on a tangent. We could we, actually make pasta. We could, we blender. could. But I think it would be no cheaper. And I'm pretty sure Marinella's going to make it better than I ever will. But you've got, you've got <laughs> the Philippine cuisine. You've got some Indian cuisine going on there as well. It's going to be amazing. Um, there's also <laughs> when you've eaten. It's, look how well this is planned. Yeah, right? you get to you, you go gorgeous food food festival, food. <laughs> and then two till yeah. five you go over to the parish hall and dance it all off. Yeah, because there's a tea dance run by Team Tranquil, who's a mental health charity down here. So um, that's That or I'll eat so much that I have to sit in the corner with the camera and not move. Or with a book <laughs> from the book sale. There we go. Oh, there's Book Self Museum. I'm really looking forward to that as well because I want to find some Stephen King class. Oh, there's got to be some, haven't there? Someone's got to be See some, how I brought that round at the beginning? Bum, bum, oh, bum. lovely. And that's when you should have done the ukulele. There you go. There you go. Yes, so we'll all be on the phone on Monday Monday at half twelve because the Conservation Board Tickets hotline opens at half twelve on Monday. So uh, we will all be on the phone. So phones. nobody phone us nobody up. Nobody phone us. <laughs> dare phone us at that point because we need the phones free. Mm-hmm. Um, quite a few things next week. I think you're, what are you doing next week, Hannah? Uh, I am doing banking. Very interesting. Merchant services banking about chip and pin card payments in the Falklands. Yeah. So I'm going to speak to three experts... <laughs> who I'm not going to say their names, yeah. but hopefully they will help me kind of understand the process and how long it's going to take to eventually bring car payments to mm. some of the local businesses. That'd be good. for Especially for tourist season. I don't think it's going to happen this year, but next year maybe. So we'll see. Yeah, I'm hoping that at some point early on in the week I can do my pieces to camera for this Constitution piece oh, yeah. before it goes completely out of date. Hey, now you've that got a good, <laughs> cool title for it. Yeah, you did some cool titles for me. Uh, what are you up to next week, Thomas? I have no idea how I'm going to be trudging through some well, oh, you're, you're... 1.2 terabytes worth of hockey footage. Uh, I had an interview with the first ever espresso bar set up in Punta Arenas whilst I was away, so I'll be finishing off putting that together, mm. um, showcase what our friends over the water are doing. Mm. Um, and then anything else that your heart desires, dear. Oh, excellent. Okay, that's good. I'm glad you're at my beck and call. <laughs> um, I think Cage is putting together the tea dance. Um, and what was she doing? Oh, we've got court as well. Um, of course. So, um, court. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> bad pun number two. Yeah, <laughs> and the fuel, pri- fuel prices are announced 
Do you know what we could so do a, like a bingo thing, couldn't we? Or like a Oh my god, we could all guess what we could do. Yeah. <laughs> Lucky dip. <laughs> <laughs> well, Did you get forty five pence? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, that brings us to the end of this podcast, the number of which we have no idea. It doesn't matter it anymore doesn't matter. because we are established. Woo! Um, <laughs> no more beta listeners. <laughs> please like our Facebook page and everywhere else where you can I'll say definitely up. follow the Facebook page. Track, track back to go and look at some of the hockey coverage. Mm. A lot of it was put on there. It's also the way we're going to be looking at covering a lot of sporting competitions. So definitely like that to keep up to date. With yeah. what we're if doing. you're listening to this and you don't subscribe to FITV, what are you doing with your life? Come on! Get to <laughs> fitv.co.fk and you can subscribe at £6 a month. Uh, and you, if you want to find out what we were talking about this week, uh, you need to look at episode number 392. But our podcasts are free. Woo! <laughs> uh, see you next week. Bye. Bye.